This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I do want to revisit the conversation about the Olympics. And uh, we had the update yesterday from reporter Aurelio Perry, who was there yesterday as the city of Calgary announced this Olympic bid committee. And this process we're now embarking on to look at whether or not it makes sense to go after the 2026 Winter Olympics. That'd be 10 years from now. There's some belief, I think, some some hope maybe that, uh, hey, we could do this on the cheap. We've got existing facilities. We just maybe need uh, some some minor upgrades and we can still have all the positives that come along with, with hosting the Olympics. And a lot of people have fond memories of, of 1988. Obviously, the Olympics are a much bigger beast. The IOC is a much bigger and different beast uh, than it was in 1988 as well, I think. So there is a lot to, to be considered. I think we should be a little cautious, given that Oslo, Norway, which probably would have been a shoe in for the 2022 Winter Olympics, realized well into the process that, you know, this just isn't worth it. And they pulled out. I want to play for you, though, before we get to our guest. Uh, briefly here, this was uh, Rick Hansen, former police chief, on with Daniel Smith this morning. Now, Rick Hansen's been uh, tabbed to be the chair of this panel to talk a bit about what it is they're going to be studying. Well, I mean, one of the big things that people are saying is is cost. I mean, they're all very much familiar with um, Sochi, for instance, and $50 billion. I mean, there's all kinds of issues around that but th- th- what what are the facilities that can be reused what are the ones that are um can be updated and used what are the ones that are outdated and can't be used what's the what's the general feeling in the community what's the what's the general sense in the outlying communities and the big one that always gets put to me because of the natural link to it is well what is going to be the cost of security mm. you know what is that actually going to look like so these are all, uh, and one of the big questions too, and this is where the city is uh, really being prudent in, in this, is this, the city has an infrastructure plan in place that goes well into the future. And they're saying, look, when, when, when you do look at the needs of the, um, the whole hosting um, plan, mm-hmm. look at the, the critical infrastructure needs of the city that are also being addressed over a period of time, overlay it over those needs, uh, and then say, hey, is, is there a match? Okay, so that was uh, Rick Hansen this morning on with Daniel Smith. Now, a lot of this is going to be about a cost-benefit analysis. Interestingly, there are no economists on this, this panel, but we got one on the phone with us here today. Trevor Toombs, Assistant Professor of Economics, University of Calgary. Good afternoon, Trevor. Good afternoon. I mean, it's interesting. I know that you know a few years ago when Boston was considering whether to pursue the 2024 Summer Olympics, they went out and they had a report done. They went and found two very prominent uh, and well-respected sports economists to study this question. Did, did you find that that no, a noticeable absence yesterday? Well, so it is tough to construct estimates about what the economic effect of the Olympic Games are. And it doesn't really particularly bother me that there wasn't an economist on the panel, because I think the decision really comes down to um, things that are not economic. I mean, there's no economic case to host the games. Uh, The risk of cost overruns is pretty large. Every game since 1968 has gone over their initial budget. And the estimates around the effect that hosting the Olympics and other similar mega events has on the local economy are also uh, very overblown, tough to pin down, and those people who've tried to estimate it after the fact find that the gains uh, are much, much smaller than are initially anticipated, and in some cases even negative. So I think we need to 
stop thinking about the Olympics as uh, uh, a stimulus to Calgary and Alberta's economy and to start think of it, thinking of it as the Olympic Games. All right, so if we want to make the argument this would be a, a fun party to have in 10 years or we could fix up our existing winter sports facilities or that it's, it's good to have kids who have the option of uh, getting involved in, in downhill skiing, that we can make those arguments, but those aren't economic arguments. And then we would need to then have some cost estimates, which they will have when this report is done, and then ask, are those costs worth uh, the benefits of having the fun party? I, I don't think we want to think about uh, the, the, the costs of the sports infrastructure or sports generally, because we could make an argument for fixing up our facilities, whether or not we host the games. So that's a separate conversation. And I think tying infrastructure spending to the Olympics does increase the risk that unnecessary infrastructure is built. Well, and there was even that in, in uh, Rick Hansen's comments. He said, so we'll look at what the city's economic needs are, or their infrastructure needs, and what the infrastructure needs of an Olympic bid would be, and see if they match up, which is an odd thing to say, because if we already have infrastructure needs, we can try to fulfill those. And if the Olympics would give us totally different priorities, that doesn't really seem to be worth it. That's right. And we can look to Vancouver. So they spent about $3.7 billion on just three infrastructure projects. The Canada Line, which is their rapid transit line from the airport to downtown, the Sea to Sky Highway, and a new convention center. And, you know, maybe the Canada Line and the Sea to Sky Highway might have passed some cost-benefit test. Maybe the convention center would have, but they were clearly tied to the bid and probably wouldn't have been able to get support were it not for the Olympics, which makes me suspicious about whether or not those projects do actually have benefits that exceed the cost. One argument you hear is that the Olympics uh, kind of puts pressure on other levels of government, you know, the federal government in particular, to chip in money where they otherwise wouldn't have. And so it's kind of a way in which you can extract resources from another level of government, which I don't think is a very healthy way to think about how we should fund infrastructure projects in this country. Well, but that's that's tempting for cities, that if all of a sudden now, hey, we're hosting the Olympics, um, you know, it's an easier way of getting money out of higher levels of government. That's right. Yeah, so I, I can understand what might be the motivation behind city council to really kind of get other levels of government to chip in and contribute into the city of Calgary. But uh, it, it really will be a decision not for the city, but for the provincial and federal governments, because that is where the bulk of the money will come from. So for perspective, the Vancouver 2010 Olympics uh, were approaching $8 billion when you include all the operations, security, the infrastructure, the venues, and municipalities contributed about 310 or so million dollars out of that. So municipalities don't contribute nearly as much as the other levels of government do. Okay, well, let's get back to the point about the economic impact, because um, certainly proponents of the bid have made that case. Uh, even, you know, the initial report that went to city council from the Sport Tourism Authority spoke a lot about the, the economic impact. And I think people see that, well, you know, we're going to have to build stuff uh, to host the games. And, and, you know, you need people to build stuff. That's, that's stimulus, we're told. So wh what does that leave out? That's right. Every Olympic bid is going to have one of these economic impact analyses done. Back in 2002, prior to the Vancouver 2010 bid, they had a similar study projecting that it would add $10.7 to 
the BC economy and create 244,000 jobs. So very big numbers, quite ridiculous numbers. Uh, we saw that here for Calgary as well, not nearly as big, so a little more conservative. The report to council forecasts a $3.7 billion increase in Alberta's economy and 40,000 full-time equivalent jobs due to a bid. But the problem with these numbers is that they're, they're ignoring where that money comes from. You know, the money spent on the venues or on the infrastructure would have been spent elsewhere. Uh, had it not been spent elsewhere by a government, perhaps taxes would have been lower and then households and businesses would have spent that money elsewhere. And the workers involved, those 40,000 jobs, those workers also have alternative uses. And so these numbers really just tell you kind of the benefit side of the ledger, not at all the cost. And so that's really what's what's missing in those headline numbers. And so we want to take them with a grain of salt. Right. And I mean, I'm still waiting to see if the stimulus that, that the Alberta government and federal governments have promised is, is going to come to fruition. But if, if we want to accept the premise that governments can spend money to build things and put people to work, you don't need the Olympics to do that either. That's right. And we should keep in mind that the Olympics here at Calgary 2026, that's a pretty uh, long time into the future. And the conference board has our unemployment rate getting back to 5% by 2019, 2020 timeframe. And so this is not a short-term kind of stimulus thing. Even though when you read the report, it's very much pitched as something that can really uh, help Calgary and Alberta now, which is, I think, a little misleading. Well, that's interesting because from what I understand, there there have been economists who have spent a lot of time studying this. And I guess Olympics give us case studies. We can look at the impact it's had on Olympic cities. We can compare Olympic cities with with non-Olympic cities. So we do have a lot of data to draw from, don't we? That's right. And there have been some studies and then some studies that summarize all the wealth and a large body of of other studies. And overall, uh, some do find a, a positive effect. Some find no effect whatsoever. And some find a negative effect. So, for example, the, the Sydney Olympics, there's a study on that that actually finds a negative effect. And you could think of that as resulting from the distortions that such spending creates. So taxes to raise the money to pay for the facilities creates distortions elsewhere in the economy, and those might offset any gains that the spending has on the sports facilities. And so I'd say overall, uh, a fair representation of the literature is that the economic effects of the Olympics is uh, a wash, and we shouldn't think of it as something that will boost the economy. We should think of it as the Olympics and then ask ourselves whether or not it's uh, worth uh, the cost. Okay, so we've got this this committee now, and they say they, they're not approaching this with any preconceived notions. Uh, they're going to look at, at cost benefits. So uh, how, how should they approach this? So I think they want to approach it very carefully uh, and not to just repeat the numbers that were presented by the Calgary Sports Tourism Authority. I mean, those numbers, just to reiterate, are based on a flawed way of trying to estimate what the economic effects of the games should be. So I think the committee ought to focus on getting an accurate representation of what the costs are, in particular the infrastructure costs in addition to the sporting venues, and to try to make those costs um, realistic. So uh, the Calgary 88 games, for example, if you compare the costs at the end of the games to what they initially forecast they would be, they were 59% over budget in those games. And every Olympic game since 1968 has gone over budget. So I think they want to pay careful attention uh, to getting some 
conservative cost estimates, uh, and then we can have a proper debate about whether or not those costs are, are worth paying. Right. And even if there are no economists on the panel, then there are certainly a litany of economists who, who have, have studied this. So there's there's expertise out there, I guess, that they want to find it. Exactly. All right. Trevor, appreciate the insight. Thanks, as always. My pleasure. All right. Take care. Trevor Toome, Assistant Professor of Economics at the University of Calgary. Uh, so his thoughts on uh, what the data tells us about the impact, the economic impact of the Olympics. As he says, you know, if we want to make other arguments in favor of the Olympics, we can do so. And I think people have made other arguments. That isn't it great that Calgary's a winter sports city? Isn't it great that kids here have the option of, you know, skiing or ski jump or luge or speed skating? Okay. Well, again, I mean, you can make that argument. You also want to make the argument that, well, it'd be good to fix up those facilities and make them nicer or bigger. We could do that as well. Right, so I, some of these other arguments that get tr- you know, trumped out for the, the uh, Winter Olympics. We don't need the Olympics. If we want to fix up those facilities. We can fix up those facilities. If we want to build stuff to get people working. We can build stuff to get people working. Now, I, I don't think government stimulus is the way to get people working. And frankly, I, I think we're, we're already seeing the failure of that, both here in Alberta and the NDP's approach and their big deficits and federally. Big deficit that the Trudeau government brought in. Frankly, we go back to 2009 if we want, where the recession had already ended by the time the the massive uh, conservative deficit was was brought in. So no, stimulus is not the way to get economies going, I don't think, but certainly not the Olympics. So look, I I, I know my my colleague, uh, Danielle Smith, and she talked about this earlier. She's very much supportive of an Olympic bid. And I think there are the Calgarians who are supportive of an Olympic bid. I'm really not. I don't think it's worth pursuing. I don't think it's worth hosting the games. I think we should steer clear of, of the IOC. I think we should look at why Oslo decided that even though they were one of the three finalists, that they didn't want to be considered, that it wasn't worth it. Why did they pull out? Why were there only two cities left standing bidding for the 2022 Winter Olympics? And I think there's a reason for that. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. Uh, more of your thoughts on this here, 403-974-8255. So there's an economist saying, look, there's not an economic case for the games. Maybe there's other reasons you'd want to host the Olympics, but not because it's going to be good for your economy. We're back with more right after this. All right, welcome back. 974-8255, 974-TALK is our telephone number. It's our text number as well. Uh, so this this committee says they are going to listen to the experts and maybe some of the money that's been allocated, they're going to hire experts to to research certain questions. Five million dollars is what the city has budgeted for this process. Now, these board members are all volunteers. Uh, there may be money spent in office space, that sort of thing. Uh, maybe they will be hiring people to study certain things. Maybe they will be traveling. We're not entirely sure yet. I don't think that's all been figured out. And maybe it'll come in less than $5 million. So I don't think they've got a mandate to just go out and spend this $5 million. And maybe they'll, they'll be able to do it on the cheap. But again, that's just the first step. $5 million is to study this. If we decided that we wanted to go forward, we'd be looking at tens of millions of dollars just to bid. And obviously, there's no guarantee at that point. So let's say we didn't get the games. How much would we have to spend to get to that point? Quite a bit. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Daryl has called in. Daryl, good afternoon. 
Hi, Rob. How are you doing today? Real good, thanks. You know, I, you know, I, I don't. I've never believed in the economic benefit of the Olympics, but I, I really question why Canada wants to support or be part of an organization that's considered by many to be one of the most corrupt organizations on the planet from top to bottom. Um, not only the IOC, but the athletes themselves. You know, the rampant amount of cheating that's been involved. I mean, the last Olympics banned Russia from almost every event and for past cheating. And, you know, I don't know why Canada wants to be part of this. It's just I don't see the sportsmanship um, qualities that were always tutored to us as kids that the Olympics represented. You know, I don't feel the... You know, the whole spirit of the Olympics is gone. It's about money and corruption, as far as I'm concerned. I just don't think Canada should put our name beside it. Well, I I tend to come down on that side, too, Daryl. I appreciate the phone call. I I think there's a belief here that the, well, for one thing, that the 1988 games weren't like that, which is probably true. Maybe there's some degree of of rose-colored glasses going on here. But by, by and large, it's probably true. The 88 games weren't like that. And maybe there's a belief that we're able to overcome that. That the reason the games weren't like that is because of Calgary organizers. And that we can make the games better by hosting them. I'm not so sure that's the case. But I do think there's that belief. I don't think people out there are blind to the problems with the IOC or naive about all of this. There just seems to be a notion, I think, that amongst Olympic supporters that we can overcome all of that, that the IOC is going to be glad to have us on board and somehow we'll have some leverage over them and they'll change their ways or we won't let them get away with that kind of stuff here. I just, you know, I don't think so. And again, hopefully, to me, it would be worth it (laughs) at this point. However much it would cost, I don't know how much of their budget would have to be devoted to this, but put that board on a plane fly them over to Oslo and sit down with everybody there and say, geez, you guys decided to bid for the 2022 Winter Olympics. And in fact, you were down to the final three cities. Then you guys realized that you didn't want to do this. So please tell us why. It's a real cautionary tale, I think. That that's the reality of the games today and the IOC and their demands and their expectations. Uh, some of the text coming in on this, this one says, let's build world-class infrastructure first, then think about how much the Olympics cost. Shouldn't take the costly Olympic premium to build needed infrastructure. Well, and that's, that's a very good point. Let's decide what this city needs. And heck, you could even throw Calgary next into the mix. But if the city needs something, we can make it happen. The Olympics come with a whole lot of other costs that are one-time costs that you spend that money and you don't really have anything to show for it. They're not investments, if you want to call it that. So if the argument is Calgary already has infrastructure and that's why we should host the Olympics, then you can turn that around and say we already have infrastructure. What is it adding to the city? Another one here says, well, Canada shouldn't support unethical institutions. Why are we part of the United Nations? Uh, yeah, I guess one unethical institution at a time here. So again, here, this one's build the infrastructure, save the money by not hosting the games. Another one here says, give me $5 million, I'll tell you whether we should have the Olympics in Calgary. 
Well, yeah, I suppose there are a lot of people who could answer that question pretty cheap. Another one here says, I have to agree with you on hosting the Olympics. I think the IOC are totally corrupt, and we cannot trust City Hall not to put us in debt so they can stroke their egos. Well, we'll find out next summer what this committee comes back with. And, and I really do hope that they are going to approach this objectively. Right? Rick Hansen, very insistent that absolutely they will. I guess we'll see. But at the end of the day, city council is going to be the ones to decide. And even if this committee comes back and says, gee, I don't know if it's a, a great idea. City council can still decide, eh, we think it's a great idea. Here's someone who thinks it's a great idea. Text here says, Rob, I think hosting the Olympics is a great idea. It gives our athletes wonderful training facilities and introduces the next generation to sport, which encourages a healthy and active lifestyle. Plus, it brings our entire country together. I don't know about the last point. I don't know how you measure that. And if the Olympics do that, well, they do that regardless of where they are. But we're back to now to the same point. If we want wonderful training facilities, then let's go build some wonderful training facilities. Why, why do we need the Olympics? That, that's the part I don't get. All right, when we come back uh, from the 2.30 News, we're going to shift gears. We're going to talk about prostate cancer, an interesting new study in the New England Journal of Medicine. We'll tell you more about it in a few minutes here. It's afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.